Hey, this is Susan Blanton with the Create Happy Now podcast, and welcome back to the Intuitive Masters of Happiness series. Want to find out why strengthening your intuition is so important? How about enhanced creativity, increased self-knowledge, better decision-making, greater physical health, and improved mental well-being. So stay tuned every Wednesday as we feature one guest interview from the Intuitive Masters of Happiness Conference held in February of 2023. We had such an awesome turnout. We want to make all 20 interviews available to you in an audio version on the Create Happy Now podcast and YouTube channel. Now, if you want to watch the interviews rather than just listen to the audio version, you can download all 20 interviews today just to have in your own library for $27.95, which is $20 off the VIP access package that was offered in February. You can go to the website createhappynow.com and go to the events tab to get your download today. Now, before I get to my next guest, for those of you who struggle with quieting your mind and want to be able to do it faster and easier and have more happiness, abundance, peace, and purpose, and say yes to life every day, I want to remind you that I have a new meditation app coming out this summer that is designed to do just that. I also have a new meditation YouTube channel. Both are called Create Happy Meditations. If you would like to be on the waiting list for the app, go to my website, createhappynow.com, and click on the meditation app tab and sign up today. Last week, Barry Alcatel and I talked about how to clear your blocks to your intuition and how he regained perfect eyesight without surgery or glasses. My next guest is John Stringer. John is a life teacher, speaker, billboard charting, singer-songwriter, healer, and author with a passion for music, community, expansion, and limitless love and light. He has spoken and performed for events and venues throughout the world, including international tours for the U.S. Armed Forces, and his music has been featured on major network television. He has also appeared in national print ads found in magazines like Rolling Stone, Vibe, Spin, and Vanity Fair. Music for our conference is written and performed by John, and he will perform the whole song in his segment in just a few moments. Here is the director's cut, getting you down to his juicy wisdom about the different ways our intuition speaks to us and how to recognize it in our everyday lives and what we might be missing. Well, John, that doesn't really give you um, credit because you're so much more than that. Um, I just, um, I, I just can't wait for the audience to get, uh, to know you today. And, uh, I'm so excited that you're starting off with a song and then you're going to be following up with just telling us how we all can tap into our intuition and how we've maybe already been experiencing it every day. And what are those little little hints that we are getting so that you can go, oh, that was my intuition. Oh, maybe I can start recognizing that more and more and more and using it more. So I, I'm really excited about talking to you about all this today. And so I will let you have it and you can start us, start us off with your, your song and tell us what, uh, what you'll be singing. You got it. Thank you for having me. Grateful to be here. Grateful to meet your audience and connect with them. And this song is one called Let It Shine. 
This gonna be the day that changes everything. The day that it all aligns. And this gonna be the time we remember all the love we've got inside. Together as one face in the darkness, take a stand for love. We're gonna let it shine, alright. Let's light it up, light up the night and let it shine, you and I. Oh, oh we're gonna let it shine, alright. You've got the love, you've got the light, and let it shine, you and I. We're gonna let it shine, oh yeah. Now let it shine This gonna be the moment When joy comes shining through And love Yes, it overcomes the night This could be the instant When fear disappears And oh all we see is the light As we come together, sisters and brothers Take a stand for love We're gonna let it shine, alright Let's light it up, light up the night And let it shine, you and I Oh, oh, we're gonna let it shine, oh yeah You've got Let the world know that there's more to give when we open up our hearts and set them free. Cause we're letting go of the dark stories we believed and we realize there's more to you and me. Light up the night, let it shine, you and I. Love it. Love, love. Oh, it's such a powerful message. And it's just mm-hmm. so beautiful. Oh my gosh. That, that was, was a treat. That was such a treat. Thank you. Oh, Thank pleasure, you. My pleasure. I've, yes. I've, uh, the blessing is the, that song and pretty much um, all the songs from a moment to moment live album all came through process of listening. But that was a collaboration with an award-winning singer. Uh, songwriting named Patricia Bahia, 
if you want to check her out. She writes incredible songs. We got together. I showed her my process of just tuning in and listening. She actually attended some of my conscious songwriting uh, retreats. She was a facility teacher and a participant. It was really awesome, man. So we wrote that song together and uh, what a lesson it was. <laughs> oh, that was just so good. It, it had so many good, it was a perfect song for today. Excellent. It, yeah. it was like the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Right? Yeah, that's. Oh, well, thank you. I for... didn't even think about what I was going to do. That one just came to mind immediately. <laughs> that was just so just right. It's just it, it, what we all needed to hear, really, yeah, you know. Um, and uh, so that's that's an awesome segue into what you're going to be teaching us today. Yes. Um, and just how to really notice what we're already doing. Yep. You know, what Listen. we're already, we're already following our intuition. Often. Some and people it, are calling it, oh, yeah. it's my gut or my, <laughs> exactly. or my, my sixth sense or my spidey sense. <laughs> yep. It's such a great uh, topic and I'm still learning and exploring. Um, it never I ends. I've learned exactly. It never ends. What I have learned, I've been blessed to share through retreats, uh, through courses, certifications. Uh, one met a wonderful master teacher. We co-created a whole um, offering together for quite some time and taught for years. And I learned a lot from her, actually. It was such a blessing um, how it all came together. We met in Bali. Um, oh, nice. I heard Bali. they gave this cool retreat in Bali. Didn't understand why and uh, they really didn't have the finances for it. But as my wife and I do, we listen. We bring, bring the information through and we trust it. We've learned to trust it. And we did it. And wouldn't you know, because I took that leap of faith, I had to use some credit to even do it, right? <laughs> took that leap of faith and it opened up a whole world. I was supposed to meet her there. I was facilitating meditations in the mornings and we met and she does this reading for me in the circle. She's like, would you mind if I do a reading? Cause I'm getting this thing from your guide. And she told me about our, our middle daughter described her to a T never met this one before. Um, and I wasn't on the program to be doing meditation. So she couldn't have looked me up. Oh, <laughs> she okay. Even, she didn't even know I was coming. I just happened to end up facilitating long story short. Um, everything she brought through, it, it actually was pivotal for the relationship between myself and my middle daughter. And then from there we started doing retreats because she was looking for uh, a solution to step into retreats. Mm. Her facilitate that did them for years. And now she's branched out and doing her own thing. But um, because of that guidance, that was one of the pivotal things that occurred by trusting and taking that leap of faith. And it helped me expand my, um, I was already what some people call channeling. Yeah. And bringing through information with my wife, but it helped me expand and let go of resistance to other forms of accessing the genius and the information. That's what I want to share about are some of the modalities that we often don't, don't recognize are already happening and we're dismissing, right? And it's part of our intuition. Part or of our we intuition. might be following it and just don't realize that's what we're doing. That, that too. Yeah. It could be mm -hmm. either or. So the, the beautiful, um, well, just to, if we can dive in the, yeah. framework I love to use is, um, 
the modalities of genius is what I like to call it. So my study started off with songwriting and studying genius and how genius works. And it turns out it's connected to our intuitive abilities, mm -hmm. but we don't often recognize it or call it the same. Go back to, um, I can't remember the year, but on 60 Minutes, they've had two different episodes on 60 Minutes that I'm aware of where they've interviewed actual geniuses that are um, savants who are social and can interact and have a conversation. And they ask them question, how are you doing this? Like one of these math savants, how are you calculating the square root of this faster than the computer? Are you carrying the one? The guy's like, no. I see symbols and I translate it. And he describes the symbols. Fast forward, they, uh, another genius, mathematical genius who can communicate, describes his process and it's the same process. Now the images may be different that he receives, but he poses the question, what's the square root of this number? And what comes back, he sees these images and then he translates them. And then the teacher's like, show your work. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, no work there. Um. Um, but there's, there's several uh, interviews I've, I saw in the past before I really started exploring, probably in the 90s, well, maybe 2000s, um, when I started trying to explore genius and how to apply it to songwriting, right? Because you hear about mathematical genius, you hear about uh, musical genius, those are common accepted terms and things that we know are amazing. Like, how do they do this? Yeah. What I learned and discovered, thanks in part to an author named Jeffrey Williams uh, from the UK, uh, he developed some work called The Songwriting Genius Within You that compiled a lot of research about the study of genius and how to practice and open up your own genius. What I learned from that was there are bandwidths of thought that we activate. Now this makes sense when we think about as soon as we focus our attention on something, it grows, right? Mm -hmm. where, where your attention goes, energy flows. Yes. As soon as you put your attention on a certain thought, you begin to attract this bandwidth of thoughts, similar thoughts like it. So we were somewhat familiar with that. However, what surprised me was there are several modalities that we use to think. So when we think of thought, we don't often think of thought as gustatory, right? Thought is taste. <laughs> How many of us think, oh, that's a form of thought. Don't really usually access that. I did this experiment once tasting. I'm like, why do I like this? And I'm tasting it. And I started to notice it's an association. Like the flavor reminds me of something. Like feeling. if you're really present with things. Yeah, the feeling also was connected to this association of childhood and these memories. I Comfort grew up tasting food. this. Yes, exactly. So there's, there, there's a lot, of, a lot around gustatory information, how we translate it. Also, when it comes to um, the songs we hear, how is it that stuff from the seventies or whatever area you grew up in the eighties and it's still like, is like this amazing music to us and it's so out of style. How can we still listen to it? Well, we've got these associations, these neural pathways that formed around it, right? These memories, all of that stuff. Or you remember all the words to the song and you haven't sung it in 20 years and it just That's pops right. on the radio and you're like, exactly. oh, you're singing right to it. And someone's like, how do you know that song? I'm like, That's uh, it. <laughs> I just do, you know, um, still. <laughs> That's it. 
So if we think of these ways that we think as thinking of that as how we interact with information, right? Music, sound, uh, taste, uh, feeling, sensation, all of these are forms of information, right? What we're doing is using modalities of thinking when we're translating that information, whether it's gustatory, olfactory, smell, smell, taste, touch, feel, et cetera, go through the senses. And then what I like to add is cognitive, right? So if we think about these modalities, there's two modes we can work in. We were just talking about one memory, right? Like, okay, close your eyes, do this exercise with me. <sighs> close your eyes, relax, and simply think of a memory that involved music when you were younger. Maybe your first concert, your first dance, or maybe it was even your wedding dance or your song with your first love, whatever it is, bring that. And then just hear the, the tune of that song, that meaningful song, the first line or the chorus, whatever comes to mind. Now, open your eyes. That simple activity is using memory, right? And can you, in your mind, if you can hear that song, that's auditory thinking, but there's no music externally, right? But mm -hmm. you can hear that line of that song or that chorus or whatever it was, or that intro riff, whatever. Now, musicians activate that same modality of thinking, that auditory thinking by creating. It's not memory, it's something new. Right. You're a new tune. Bingo. Begin to explore and create new tunes, right? Like I can do it. So I've practiced it all, mostly all my life. So it's effortless for me to come up with melody, just new melody, brand new melody. I just on and on and on. But that's, that's literally a creative modality versus a memory, right? Mm -hmm. So that's two modes of thinking for the exact same uh, way of processing information, right? So auditory, for every sense, we can do that. That's the crazy thing. Now it takes practice <laughs> for the creative side if you're not used to doing that. And then here's the fun part. You can either use the lower level of thinking to create or tap into a higher level of consciousness to create. Mm -hmm. Genius is tapping into the higher level. Uh, some people call it the more subtle level. Some people call it the subconscious level. Whatever you call it, it's genius. <laughs> and it, it's a wellspring of information. And the key is focusing. Now, visual. If you take just a second and look at your finger, and this is what leads to the intuition side. You take a, just a second, look at your finger, put it out, and... What you're going to do is close your eyes and see how long you can stay. I can see my finger. There we go. Oh, there. <laughs> yeah. Look at your finger and then get an image in your mind and then close your eyes and see how and immediately see if you can see it. Open it again and try again. See if you can hold that image in your mind just for a second. Try it one more time. Close your eyes. And can you see that image? Now open your eyes. Now, was it vivid and just as bright as what you're looking at when you have your eyes open? For most people, no, it's not. No. That image is subtle and might fade pretty soon. 
that's how intuition works. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, we get these little glimpses and then it's gone. something pops up and it usually if it's something that pops in your mind um, unexpectedly, especially if you're like meditating or you're relaxing and all of a sudden something pops in your mind, like what the heck? And you just dismiss it. Often that's not coming from lower level consciousness or the ego. That's mm-hmm. usually coming from this higher uh, bandwidth of information and thought. Now, does it always mean something? Sometimes. Often there's layers of meaning if you seek it, but you don't have to seek it. But for those seeking to develop their intuition, it's important to note that's often how it comes when it comes visually. And the universe often presents information in symbols. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. layers to it, <laughs> like beautiful yeah. layers. And it's magic and it's genius. It's amazing. Just like the mathematician who poses a question and learned how to translate the symbols that come back to him. Most people might dismiss that. Oh, what's that blob? Mm. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, no, you're genius. That's your genius speaking to you. You just didn't know. Right. These guys are tuned into it. So the beautiful thing is you can practice any of these modalities there's different practices to actually assist you in accessing these wonderful uh, interconnected modes of or modalities of information that blow my mind i'm still humbled by it because it to me it's the proof of oneness it's there's no way i should be able to tune into information about your past or future and see accurate things. There's no reason why my friend Arlene could describe my front porch having never been there, meeting me for the first time and could see the bicycle and the different things in our driveway. You know, how my daughter was wearing her hair the last time I saw her. No no reason other than there is no separation. Yeah. <laughs> right? That we can access these wonderful uh, things as we learn how to, or remember rather, how to navigate it. And practice is a big part of it. So what I began to do um, after that wonderful retreat, I met my friend Arlene, I, uh, I, I was already studying genius and learned how to one, write and tune in the cognitive way of some call it stream of consciousness writing. And then soon after that, I began to speak and allow the genius to speak through me. It happened through a one night I'm meditating, I would stay up late at night doing something called the master key, um, which is a, a process that people say certain individuals have gone through. So I decided to try it and I, I was I was getting in my stream of conscious writing to go ahead and try it. And so one night I'm sitting there and all of a sudden doing one of the exercise, probably two, three in the morning, everybody sleep, all my kids and my wife. And I feel this incredible surge of energy building at the base of my uh, seat and beginning to come up my back and literally started to pull my neck backwards like this. And I'm like, oh, God, what's this? <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually getting scared because I don't know what it is. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm, I'm like, it's, it's kind of difficult to swallow at this point. I'm like, what is this? And I start praying. I'm like, Jesus, help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaked out, right? I'm like, oh, God, what is this? I didn't know to relax and let it go, right? Mm. Uh, looked it up and found out it was Kundalini energy and awakening of my spine. I'm like, oh, so then I begin to practice it and learn to relax and allow it. And next thing you know, I'm 
being moved around. And finally that culminated in my wife and I deciding to try to channel back to back. We did the Abraham process. Yeah. I familiar with Abraham, Jeff yeah. Esther and Jerry Hicks copied what they did. And suddenly that energy came up, went through my jaw and began to move my, my mouth. Long story short. And it was, if, if you ever had a cramp where you try to bite something, it's too big. Yeah. And your, your jaw cramps up. It felt like a massive cramp moving all the way through and beginning to move my mouth. But what it was doing was removing the blocks. Yeah. The source energy was moving to remove blocks so I could easily allow that energy to, to um, guide and help me speak. And so I just allowed it to speak. And man, we have, we have years of, we were, we were like, when you first start doing it, it's so exciting. You can ask any question, <laughs> you know, anything you want to know. And of course you're doubting too. We're asking all kinds of questions like, okay, how do we know this is real? And <laughs> it was just the most beautiful exploration. And that's why Abraham it. Hicks, um, well, Esther Hicks and, and Jerry Hicks explored when she first learned that um, ability to allow your your intuition the, exactly. the higher self the all-knowing come through and jerry had a whole laundry list of questions and she was able to answer that's them it. all that's exactly what we did and my wife was the one with all the questions and then we were guided to set up a anonymous site and we set that up and we would reach it we didn't advertise it. We didn't, I was in a rock band touring the world, top 10 billboard single, doing all kinds of stuff. I wasn't telling anybody what we were doing, right? Uh, and in fact, we got only shared with like-minded people for now. I was like, I'm cool with that. <laughs> so that's what we did. And we get questions on this website and answer them. But the reason I brought that up, so I was already doing that when I went to Bali. And when I met Arlene, what she was able to do is actually see these symbols and get this information. I'm like, whoa, that's cool. Um, so we end up partnering up. She's like, I, I think the question I asked her is, so what do you want to do with this? What do you, I see your, she explained she was a master teacher and um, our guides were guiding her and like, what do you want to do? And she's like, I want to do retreats. It's like, well, isn't that funny? My wife and I do retreats. <laughs> so <laughs> we started our wonderful expanding awareness and intuition retreats. And that's where um, Arlene and I developed a curriculum together to teach both alignment with source, expanded awareness and understanding and navigating your intuition uh, and just such a beautiful, beautiful, um, experience. I, that's when I begin to receive, um, new ways of assisting and navigating my own life, but assisting others. I always thought I wasn't visual. That was like the one thing. I had the most trouble with like meditating and all of that. It's a, it's actually as simple as just meditating and beginning to practice and imagine like goal. I can take you through one right now, if you're willing. So sure. let's, let's do a, 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 quick, do a meditation right now. Yeah. Quick, quick. It's, it's it'll be like two minutes. And then okay. People, let's do it. People can practice this themselves. So one of the meditations we do, if you breathe in deeply, close your eyes. Exhale and relax. Take another deep breath in. Exhale and relax. And you can do that as many times as you like on your own. Then what you move into is 
imagining a wonderful golden light, almost like honey coming down into your crown, pouring down and then going to your third eye, your pineal gland and imagine it coating it, this golden light. And then take your right hand, imagine there's a cloth to gently wipe off this golden light, this golden honey, as if it's cleansing your third eye, your pineal gland. And now breathe and relax. And from here, we would do an alignment meditation. I'll give you the link for the full thing. The align, allow, let go, and then an inquiry. And that inquiry is simply inquiring any question. And you simply begin to receive and record from there what you receive visually. So that's it. It's that easy. <laughs> you would simply do this little alignment meditation that takes, you know, it's, once you practice it, it takes a couple of seconds, and then you begin to inquire. And then you receive through whatever modality and you record it. Like I usually do it within a journal. I do this every morning, actually. I don't usually do the uh, pineal gland cleaning or um, wiping unless I'm doing a client session. Mm -hmm. Doing a client session, I may do that. But usually as soon as I'm taking them through the alignment, I really have to do that anymore. Because as soon as I'm taking them through the alignment meditation, all of a sudden images are coming. I'm guiding them and I'm recording the images at the same time, right? Getting them into this receptive state. And then we go into the images and they're usually just beautiful layered, layered pieces. So what people can do who already have like, let's say that gut intuition, like the knowing, I call that the cognitive uh, intuition. Like they're, they're already familiar with that and, um, um, it comes here and there. Maybe you want to increase that. Maybe you want it on demand instead of just being every now and then. Like in any moment, I can tap in and just say, okay, let me check. And get whatever <laughs> answer I need, right? Because I've practiced it so much. All it takes is finding the practices that work for you. Now, right. my alignment meditation, that wonderful cleansing, you practice it a few times and see if it works for you. If it does, great. If it doesn't, find something else. <laughs> you know, you don't have to wear my shoes. That's the great part. There's so many practices out there, but it's it's really about finding the practices that work for you. That part of the journey in and of itself brings you so much. That was one of the first things we brought through when I first began to um, quote channel Really, I, I like to call it access higher levels of consciousness <laughs> and bring that info out. It was very clear that finding the practices that work for you, that help you, A, align with that source, B, expand your awareness so you can allow that source energy and that information to come through and you let go of any blocks, any limitations, any preconditioned expectation, and you just simply allow that wonderful information to flow. You begin to practice doing that. And next thing you know, you're you're tapping into all sorts of new modalities of thinking. Kinesthetic, how you feeling. Like often I'll have a session and I'll have a feeling come through me. Sometimes it'll be looking at a, uh, someone I'm working with and I'm like, 
just feeling like they're my daughter. And I'm like, hmm, do you have a parent on the other side? It's like, yes, 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 my dad passed or something like that, right? I'm like, okay, I think he's here, <laughs> you know? Wow. They'll send that information and send that, just the feeling. I'm very, I've always been kinesthetic, but I've opened that up as well to receive information and often get it that way. Sometimes I'll feel what someone in their body has going on, right? Mm -hmm. Pain they have, different things like that. And that's just come through practice. I didn't even know we could do that. But there's there's really very little we can't do. Then there's so many examples out there. It's just really finding out what works for you, what modalities will work the best for you. And that takes practice. And then next thing you know, you're using multiple modalities. Now I use kinesthetic, uh, visual, audio, cognitive, all at the same time. That's called synesthesia. And that's mm. many people can see colors when they're thinking in terms of audio music or listening to music that's synesthesia it's audio and visual at the same time right okay so many of us do that like when we're listening to music we're feeling something thinking something and hearing something right that's yeah. synesthesia it's just we don't recognize it <laughs> well i mean colors and sound are vibrations yes. so i it wouldn't it would make sense that you would associate some colors with with music and here's the funny thing. What if everything was sound and we just translated as light, color, this, that, or the other, kinesthetic? <laughs> oh, you're blowing our minds. It's <laughs> <Right? laughs> categorized the spectrum, you know, from this frequency to that frequency is color, light, this, that, you know, visible human uh, visibility yeah. or whatever. But what if it's all sound and we just, and we're just thing. taking the information and you know, playing with it different ways, right? And the thing is, is that we just don't know what we don't know. Yeah. I mean, like you've tapped into quite a bit. Yeah. You know, but there's still like, what, the more you know, the more you know what we don't know. Right. <laughs> That's, so true, man. That's so true. My favorite, not not to uh, wax poetic, but my favorite recent guidance was just the reminder. I've, I've had this come through so many times, but the reminder that one reason all is well and always is because nothing we're experiencing is actually real when it comes to the meaning we assign mm, yes right like we're, we're creating all the meaning <laughs> you know and so it's right. like why is all, all well because really we just make it all this crap that was such a game changer <laughs> for me when yeah. i learned that and, and i was like well i don't know if i'm gonna like take that in as a belief but um it, the the thing that they said was everything is meaningless and i'm like whoa 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 you know but then i was like yeah you're right because as a baby not everything's meaningless right and so you're getting fed from experience and people telling you what to believe um what you might look at something means a lot may not mean anything to me so how can you, you can sign everything a meaning. Yes, exactly. And your reaction to it and your emotion towards it, or you can change it. Well, like I, I react to a certain thing, um, a, uh, you know, maybe it's a color we react to. Mm. Why? Yeah. It's just a color. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't wear red. Well, why? Why not? Yeah. You know, oh, because part, uh, it, it's associated with thus and so. And you're like, is it? No. And then you change the belief. I mean, that's a kind of a gross example. 
but when you kind of really break it down your belief of why you feel that way and it's this meaning and like well is that really true does it serve you bingo no it doesn't serve you then why do you believe that you know and oftentimes uh what we find is things serve us because we either a love to suffer we <laughs> we're ready to opt out of suffering mm -hmm. right and actually find our bliss yes so we resist and suffer or we opt out of the suffering and accept and allow and find that bliss of whatever is unfolding so the same thing we can make mean whatever oh i don't like this i hate this and we might enjoy that suffering enjoy feel you know fearful or whatever low vibration and that's mm. okay that's why the judgment of it is a whole nother layer of suffering that we create. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what right. we, we're, we're trying to opt out of the suffering and technically we're creating more suffering by judging the suffering. <laughs> so it's like this subtle, uh, funny layers of um, egoic creation that we create and all of it's fine. None of all is still well and always is. Yeah. We're suffering we're or not. We're here to experience right. and live there it up go. and, there you go. and, and be, have a human experience and and all that's involved in it and we that's just it. do with it with what we want to and not what we have to and for the people who are i think like i was feeling i i, I actually hit a block out of many in many ways simultaneously but i didn't see the connection like i was out of control emotionally and i couldn't seem to figure out why I would wake up on the wrong side of the bed and just for no reason have these moods and, and dealt with that for most of my life until I started practicing and getting a, a hand on. Now the changes still happen. I just don't suffer. Yeah. Like I may wake up feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm exhausted. Oh, I feel this low energy. Let me explore and be with this now. Mm -hmm. Ah, What's the medicine here? What does this have for me? And where is the bliss in this? How does this serve me, right? Oh, is it something stuck? Oh, well, let me listen to this knowing to shift and release what doesn't serve me anymore in the way of meaning and thinking so that I can be with this energy and allow it to do what it needs to do versus blocking it, judging it, or limiting it in any way, right? Yeah. So as we're, I think as we're hitting this suffering uh, over and over again and choosing it because subconsciously we want it. It's not until that wonderful experience and teacher increases our desire to opt out of the suffering. And then that desire eclipses the desire to suffer that we actually decide, okay, enough. Let me find something that works <laughs> to, to opt out of this and, and stop this cycle. And that sends us on that wonderful journey and as soon as we do that we we decide to shift it and to let go of that suffering we find what works for us to assist in doing that uh and how do you know when you're ready well if you're still choosing suffering you may not be ready <laughs> you know and whatever you focus know, on expands that's right, right. So, you, you will be know. careful what you're complaining about be careful that's what right. you're talking about be careful what you're just really, you know, chewing at all the time, when you know, you, find it's, things it's that almost, are like, what's going right. Yeah. It's almost like diet. 
when you know, uh, how do you know you're ready to change your diet? When you start taking action to change your diet until then you might not be ready. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. So it's to me, it's the exact same. You start seeking the practices that work and applying them and you take the action. That's yeah. how you know, oh, wow, I, I'm definitely ready to opt out. Let me find the, what works for me. And I start practicing and applying it and shifting. And, and all you have to do is ask. Yes. Like you're, you're connected to all knowledge, all wisdom, all power. There's no separation. You can, you, you can pray to whatever. I don't care, <laughs> right? Not, I don't mean that in a uh, dismissive way. I mean that in a... It's all... Yeah, it's the, all right here. It's all is, channeled through here. The point and, is asking whether you think it's in here or out there. The point is asking. The yes. point is taking the action. I prayed to what I thought was out there and I got answers. And then the answers taught me that it's all connected. Yeah. And there is no out there and in here, right? It's all the same, whether you think it's out there or in here or not, right? But that doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is take the action and seek the paths that work for you and you will find them. That's what I love about that whole uh, ask, seek and knock, right? And you will find the door will be open, et cetera, et cetera, right? That didn't say, well, we won't get into that, but um, what, what's important is taking that action. And there is this amazing, loving intelligence that responds to us. I call it Father, I call it Abba, like Yeshua, it actually, spoke to me, telling me that I am an extension of it in part and in whole. It is me and it is my father. That's what it said to me. I love it. <laughs> you know, I grew up without a dad and that was like what I, my soul needed to heal. And, yeah. And, and really, but it will come to you, that higher self, that source, that source of all life in the way that you need it to come to you. So yeah, accessing that to me, it was the first step and being guided the whole time I was bringing that information through from stream of consciousness, writing all the way to through channeling all the way to intuition, all of it was bringing me to the same place of oneness, of perfection and of power to claiming that as my, as my birthright and to beginning to navigate life in a new way where I didn't feel miserable. I, I, I was, I was in that place where I experienced homelessness, uh, suicidal attempts, um, uh, mind loss, uh, being institutionalized for a week because I had a complete breakdown when I was like 18. Mm. What a blessing that was. <laughs> that was called a pattern interrupt to redirect my life so I could seek because I was like, okay, what just happened? I got to figure my life out because it's going the wrong way. Thank God it did, right? Yeah. And so all of that to say the no matter how you get there, no matter what your path has looked like, there's this power that when we ask, because that's all I did, I asked. I've had many times in my life where there was a sincerity in that desire to opt out of the suffering led me to ask, <laughs> show me what works. I remember that was my first big prayer, show me what works, because I can't go back to that crap I used to do. It didn't work for me, right? It's like, I'm not doing it. You gotta show me what works. And wouldn't you know, Wow, what an eye-opening. And now the stuff that I looked at as crap was really me because in that quote crap were all the seeds of faith, 
all the seeds of expanding limitations, all the seeds of forgiveness, love, and gratitude, and so many jewels I just didn't didn't connect the dots to because there was so much around it that didn't work for me, right? So yeah. but now I can look past that and see the stuff that does work. <laughs> so so it's funny how things come full circle and how the even our intuitive abilities, once we begin to practice and access them, generally bring us to a more authentic experience in life, a more fulfilling experience in life, more dynamic bliss. And by dynamic bliss, I mean, people happiness. think of happiness as this, and joy as this thing that's here. Yes. Right? And, oh, if I gotta, I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to that because of what I've, the way I hear it is, and translate it is dynamic bliss. It may be in grief that you find bliss by properly grieving. Mm -hmm. It may be in uh, a peace, right? That doesn't really feel like happiness. It just feels like, peace. wow, this transcended state of experiencing any information, but not a lot of meaning around. I've experienced that amazing. Like, where did all the thinking go? Where did I, I remember asking, I'm like, wow, this is really phenomenal, <laughs> right? It, it can happen. Dynamic bliss is amazing thing to me that can happen in so many, in everything really. And so I'm learning how to accept everything that shows up and be in that state of alignment and expanding awareness where I'm not operating from the lower level but this higher level. When we do that, the genius can operate freely. The genius can do whatever is most harmonious in that moment because every moment is pregnant with infinite possibilities. The key is what are you tuning in to, right? To bring through what's yours to bring through. And what is that force, that creative higher self seeking or that love seeking to express as you? When you align, you tune in, allow, you let go, it can express freely and bring about things that would exceed your expectations. Yes. 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 Because it's not to like, you're, I want this so bad. You right. learn to go, okay, that would be kind of cool. That'd be nice. And you let go of it. And then you get in alignment. And then all of a sudden, well, that's not even important anymore because the bigger abundance that was it better that you'd ever imagined comes flowing in instead. Often. And here's the funny thing, you can, you can liken it to songwriting is so easy for me because I write so much, but what I'm learning in the areas of manifestation that I um, externally feel as if, oh, wow, there's more to understand here, right? I'm seeing how it is just like songwriting. So I teach songwriting, both from an intuitive standpoint and structural. There's the intuitive and the structural side. You can tap in and bring through music and do all this stuff, and you've got this great piece, and then try to get it on the radio. <laughs> it may need some structural help right? <laughs> if you want it to be commercial, or maybe you want it to be avant-garde that need to be on a radio, or maybe you want it to be something that like, but, you like, want it to be completely as it comes through and you don't want no one to touch it and edit it. Great. Maybe there's a market for it and people love it, or maybe you just bring it through because it's exactly what you were to bring through for just you. And that's the, the audience enough. doesn't matter what it is for me. What I like to create is things that come through that have a commercial appeal because that's what I like and that's the world I come from. And what's beautiful is it you can merge 
the structural practical, give you an example, usually three and a half to four minutes long. A song, once it ex goes beyond that, people are conditioned if they like listen to commercial music to start to tune out, <laughs> unless you've got some great changes. And there's exceptions. There's seven minute, eight minute songs. Like Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Bingo. Yeah, <laughs> people, that people that one into. was not like structured normally. Bingo. It, I'm sure that was completely just totally. chance. He's like, I don't care. Put it on the radio it's anyway. Epic, right? And, and, and so once you understand, what I've learned is once you understand this, the structure of how things are created that appeal, because it's the familiar that often helps people, uh, makes music accessible for people. And in this day and age, commercial music has a certain structure that mm -hmm. 100 years ago was totally different, right? It wasn't like this, but it's migrated. And because of that collective consciousness, in my field, when I'm creating music, I like it to appeal to a mass uh, amount of people. And so that structural plus the intuitive is just merging. Here's the thing. Place together. All of it's spiritual, all mm -hmm. of it's energy, all of it's frequency. It's just, we, we, you know, we have this like separation and categorization. Actually, what we're doing is bringing about integration. We're integrating the intuition and the world of form when it comes to commercial music, that's all it is. So, but we're doing it consciously where some people write music and do that already and don't realize what they're doing, right? One of my favorite artists, Sia, I don't know if she realizes that's what she's doing, but she just sits there and channels music and look at a, look at a chandelier, chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> Come up with all kind of cool lyrics and melodies. I'm just like, wow, <laughs> you know? So, uh, she's so prolific too, and does it in 45 minutes. That's kind of my process now. I can just tune in and do my thing and collaborate with people as well. But what I was getting at is, to me, that is what we're doing when we're manifesting other things like business, like revenue, understanding the structure of in this world of form, how does money work? How does business work? How does accounting work? How does profit and loss <laughs> statements and these different things work? And uh, how does team building work? And how do I work? And what's my best modalities to work in when I'm working with my business versus the things that often intuitively, we know these things because we feel them, but no one's ever showed us there's a structure and a system of how to apply it and connect it. I'm doing something now called Wealth Dynamics. I hired a coach and he's showing, and it's like, ah, finally, this is bringing everything from disc behavioral science that I used to teach together with uh, intuition and alignment with source together with business. I'm in school for business. You can use it anywhere. It's all. It, it all everywhere true integration and then you can manifest the wonderful business that you're here mm -hmm. to create when you learn to bring that all together now i had yes. to get help <laughs> right to to connect the dots but guess what told me to get help my intuition it said go get the help i'm like okay great i've got these two pieces but the other pieces someone else has to bring it together so i, I just love the many ways our intuition the many ways as we align with source that it allows us to experience this wonderful expansion and contraction and yes. actually enjoy the ride versus suffer through it, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
Oh my gosh. Well, I'm telling you, John, you have blown everybody's mind over and over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I appreciate your, your deep understanding of, of all of this and, and see how far down the rabbit hole you can really go. Um, as far as you want to go, you know, you don't have to just use it a little bit or you can use it a lot. It's up to you, you know? Um, but I, I want to thank you so much, uh, for joining me today. It was, um, simply entertaining because your music just fantastic. Your wisdom is infinite. And I, um, want you to share with the audience what you have going, how they can get in touch with you. Sure. Uh, best way healing arts mgmt that stands for healing arts management healing arts mgmt.com we've got a wonderful offer for people uh for our aligned relationships course was 400 and something dollars we had a whole cohort go through it already uh and it's on demand now four-week course so if you want to learn that wonderful alignment with source the wonderful alignment with your own quote life's roles and clarify that as well as alignment with the quote others <laughs> in your relationships, et cetera. We call the whole course aligned relationships for aligned relationships with all three of those areas of who we are. And so we're giving that course away free. Wow. Um, so that's huge. You've got the wonderful coupon code uh, yeah. to offer to people. Once they type that in, the price goes to zero and they just check out and they can take that over a four week. It has practices, has the alignment meditation, and it has the aligned inquiry process that where they can begin practicing that wonderful channeling, stream of consciousness, writing, however they want to do it, uh, symbols, interpretation, whatever. So that's uh that's the offer. I hope people that enjoy sounds fantastic. It. And of course, reach out to us if you need any support or have questions. We'd love to answer those questions as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, John. As always, it's very much a pleasure. I'm so glad we connected a few years ago. Um, and I I look forward to our, our many engagements in the future. So thank Likewise. you so much. Much love, my friend. Good to see you again. Yes. <laughs> happy, well, I won't date anything. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Create Happy Now podcast. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit that notification bell. If you have a topic to suggest, please leave a comment below. Catch the Create Happy Now podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, and Podchaser. Check out other YouTube videos on the Create Happy Now YouTube channel. And if you want more, check down below for resources, courses, and events, or go to www.createhappynow.com.